Welcome to the Hills Church at Home. Hopefully you're wide awake. Hopefully your household is all awake. Hey, I'd encourage you to do a couple things. You can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can download the message notes for today because, you know, the message notes, I don't go through everything on there, but it's great to have for you as you're doing devotions or throughout the week or maybe even you're watching and you're playing catch-up, you can follow along. We also have a kids' activity sheet that you can download. It's usually one or two activity sheets uh, to keep them engaged during the message time if you have younger kids. You know, we don't go for four hours like we could. We usually try to do about a 30-minute considering your watching time. So I want to pick up, though, in the book of Romans. In fact, last week I gave you a little bit of homework If you didn't, if you didn't catch up to that, but I would so encourage you, whether it's today or a couple times this week, to read through the book of Romans in one or two sittings so that you can get the whole perspective of Paul's writing. In fact, even, and I like to make it personal, even to us. You know, some of the Bible scholars called the book of Romans Paul's greatest work, but we can't call it Paul's work because the whole Bible has been inspired by the Holy Spirit. It was written through people, but it was inspired by the Holy Spirit. But it is, Romans is one of the more powerful books in the Bible. And really, chapter 8 is a great book in because it really speaks to us about the victory that we have in Christ Jesus our Lord And really, I think in chapter 8, I want you to capture that essence that the Apostle Paul is saying to us that we are more than conquerors through him. I want you to hear that. In fact, all of us need to hear it. We are more than conquerors through him. Well, I want to pick up in Romans chapter 8, verse 31 through 39. Romans 8, 31 through 39, and it says this. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate me, separate us 
from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let me read those last three verses again, verse 37 through 39. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let's take just a minute and let's pray and let's ask that the Holy Spirit speak to our hearts today through these verses that we get a a picture, a clear thinking, a heart change that we reflect that God looks at us today as more than conquerors through him. Lord, we pause today. We stop and we bless your name. Lord, we're thankful today that our our lungs are filled with air and that we're alive, which means you're not done with us. Would you, by your Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts, ingrain in us that we are more than conquerors through you. Teach us, show us. Thank you for that verse that says, nothing will ever separate us from the love of God. Let it be a revelation for us today, in Jesus' name, amen. Let me, let me start with just a thought. You cannot be victorious until you're victorious in your thinking. Paul lays out this whole thought that nothing can separate us from the love of, of, of Christ, but when you go back, he says something over us very prophetic that we are more than conquerors. And so, as I was writing this down, it made me think of this. You cannot be victorious until you're victorious in your thinking. You know, as I was thinking back, we've been uh, doing live streaming and recording for seven months. In seven months, um, every it seems like every single family that we've known has had some type of, you know, it's just been tough. Life has been tough. It has challenges things that have been thrown out of us. But that doesn't change what the Bible says, that we're more than conquerors. It doesn't change that uh, we have been separated from God. We're never separated from God. In fact, it lets us know that that love is what connects us and brings us back. Though we've been through hard times, difficult times, and maybe times ahead, Jesus let us know, you are going to have troubled times, but he used that word, be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. But would you allow that this to be a phrase that you are more than a conqueror in any challenge, in any situation. It's never hopeless. You're never out of the race. You're more than a conqueror, right? Keep your head down, keep going forward, but pull out these truths from the Bible to allow your thinking to to see what God wants to say to you. Right? We're not making up positive thinking, just things to say to change the way that we think and see. No, no, no. We're coming back to the Word of God that specifically says you're more than a conqueror. Well, I want to pull out just five quick things for us today, and it's in the notes. Isn't it powerful to, to read this? 
it says in verse 31, if God is for us, who can be against us? Can I remind you today that God is for you? If we truly would take hold of this truth, if we truly would allow it to be written in our heart, if we would truly live by it, you will be more than a conqueror. God is for you. He's on your side. In fact, as we pray with people, he is going ahead of you even today. He's in your tomorrow. Your God, the one that you serve and worship, he is for you. He's not against you. He's for you. Next thing is, it's interesting when we read in here, it, it really gives us this thought, God did not spare Jesus. When Adam and Eve sinned, Genesis chapter 3, and there was already prophetically, it was mentioned that from her seed, from that line, would come uh, Jesus, right? The sacrifice of the world. There had to be a sacrifice that would ultimately pay, not cover, our sin. And from the beginning, we read this in the Bible, before the foundations of the world, the Bible says the Lamb of God was to be slain. It was already known that mankind would fall, but God already planned to not spare his son, but have his son sacrificed. You know, he probably could have thought to use his number one angel or number two angel or come up with some other plan, but it couldn't be that way. It had to be a sacrifice without blemish. It had to be that his son would come down and walk among us. In fact, not just walk among us, be born just like we were born. Have every temptation thrown at him like what was thrown at us. And yet in every temptation, Jesus never failed. But here's the point. God never spared his son. His son became our sacrifice. Here's what's important with that. God proved that he was for you because he sacrificed Jesus. You know, if it came between a sacrifice of me having to lay my life down or my son or my daughter, I would lay my life down before I saw them sacrificed. Think of that from, from God's perspective of Jesus as his son having to sacrifice his son, having to have his son step out of the heavenly areas, that kingdom, into this earthly one to walk alongside of us, but he did it, Jesus did it willingly. He became obedient even unto death and the death of the cross. God did not spare his son Jesus, and thank God that he didn't so that we could have eternal life. Notice one of the things that also reads in here is it talks about the condemnation or because of Jesus, there's no charges against you. Jesus became that sacrifice. We can, like 1 John 1, 9 says, as we sin, we can come to God and we can confess those sins and he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Even when you might think think or feel like you're unworthy or unlovable. No, no, no. You go back and you stand on the truth that there's no charges against you. Your bill has been paid in full. God justified you through his son, Jesus Christ, before you ever knew you needed justification, before you were ever born. 
Jesus was sacrificed for you. You know, and then that one part that we read in verse 35, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Notice that it says this, nothing will separate us from him. Nothing will separate. You know, I mentioned earlier, Jesus said, in this world, you will have many troubles, but be of good courage. That's that word, be of good courage. I have overcome the world. So take courage means to have greater faith and greater trust that nothing can separate you from the love of Christ. You can't be separated. He's as close as you speaking out and calling his name. You know, recently, a few months ago, I bought this small GPS device because we were going to go take our Jeep off-roading for a couple days, you know, just kind of a, a day trip and back. But our, our cell provider had, had no service in this area. And, you know, you don't want to get stuck out there. You hear about all these stories. You don't want to get stuck out there. Well, what this GPS device does is the, um, it begins to track your location with pinpoints. Then it actually connects to your phone via an app so that you can see where you're going even when you don't have cell service. It also had a feature on there that you could press an SOS button that would send a GPS alert to have people come and find you. In fact, I was watching a little video on it and this guy tested it and I don't know how true it was. He had two helicopters show up within 10 minutes of each other. Now, I'm not gonna go and just test out the SOS button because I, I don't wanna get in any trouble. But it's interesting, this little device could keep track of you and it also allowed you to preset text messages so that you could text, we've arrived, we're doing great, on my way home. Simple messages so that you could keep in touch with your loved ones so that people would know where you are. Get that thinking in your heart about your Father God and your Lord and Savior Jesus. Nothing separates you from them. They're as close as you calling out their name. And they're, they're letting us know through the Apostle Paul that nothing can separate you from them, right? It's not us having to come up with, oh, thank God, I don't think I'm separated. No, here's what the Apostle Paul by the Holy Spirit is saying to us. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Nothing separates us. In fact, he says, Shall tribulation, distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? He says, no, in all things we're more than conquerors. So allow that to be part of your thinking that nothing separate, doesn't matter how hopeless a situation might look or how you might feel, you're as close to when you call out for God, when you call out for the name of Jesus. And then lastly, Jesus is praying for us. You know, when, when we read that, it mentions that he forever makes intercession, prayers for us. Think about that. Jesus, who came to earth, lived, died, rose again for you, for me, is sitting at the right hand of the Father. You know what he's doing? He's praying for you. You know, it's very powerful when I get a text or I'll get a voice message or an email or even sometimes a, a card or a note and somebody says, hey, on this particular day, or I wanted you to know that I, I, I am praying for you. Do you know how encouraging that is? You know how 
powerful that is that somebody just stopped and said your name and prayed for you and called out to God on your behalf. Do you know even right now, as you begin to pray, as you begin to talk to your father, do you know that Jesus, the Lord and Savior, the conqueror of this world, is praying for you? He sees your situation. He sees your tomorrow. He sees what you think are challenges and big obstacles. But you know what he calls you? He calls you more than a conqueror. Because here's what he knows. You're not alone in this life. He never created us to live alone. In fact, here's what's so powerful about it. He orchestrated all of this so that he would live on the inside of us, within us to lead and guide us by his Holy Spirit. You're never alone. It's never hopeless. Don't allow that thinking. In fact, what even Jesus mentioned, that he's the good shepherd and he used the voice of the stranger, the voice of the devil, where he says, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they don't hear. So I pray that if you've been hearing a a voice that's other than Jesus, that's a voice of a stranger. You need to tune into the voice of the good shepherd. The good shepherd is praying for you. The good shepherd is looking out for you. The good shepherd, as David kind of illustrated in Psalm 23, he's leading you to the different pastures. He's protecting you. He's looking out after you. Just call on him. But allow that image on the inside of you to get, hey, you know what you are today? You're more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 11 through 13 says this. This is a faithful saying. For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. The power of of the Lord, the power of Jesus in this one verse. He is so for us, not against us. He is so faithful when we've been faithless. And what he's wanting to speak even to us today is that you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Don't look at your situation as overwhelming. Don't feel overwhelmed. Cast the cares and the worries and the fears and the anxieties on him because he cares for you. He's looking out after you. And even right now as we've prayed, Jesus is praying for us. You know, each and every week, we give people an opportunity to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And we're also mindful of of those that may have been running from him that we sometimes use that term, right? Backslidden, they've gone another direction So important that you can come to Jesus. He's there. Just mention his name. But I would encourage you to pray this prayer after I pray. In fact, Romans 10, 9, and 10 says that if you confess the Lord Jesus and you believe in his heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. A powerful thing goes into effect when you pray this prayer because your eternity has now been changed, right? From hell to heaven, because you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Pray this with me. Dear God, I believe that Jesus lived, died, and rose again for me. 
I accept him as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. And today, I begin my relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if you said that prayer for the very first time, or you've been running away from God, and you prayed that prayer, and now you're in that position of you're coming back to him, I would so encourage you to reach out to us. You can do do so through our website. You can contact us through the website. You can also email us, info at hillschurcharcadia.org. Most important decision in life that you'll ever make. And the second one that you remember, you're more than a conqueror in him. Well, as we read, uh, receive our tithes and offerings today, I want to read this one verse. Isaiah chapter one, verse 19. And it says this, if you are willing and obedient, those are those two words, willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. My pastor, he used to translate it and say it this way. If you are willing and obedient, you would eat the fat of the land. That always sounded kind of the fat of the land. But you know, as you get older, you understand fat is also flavor. The most expensive steaks in the world come from Japan. That Wagyu beef, it's full of fat throughout. Supposed to supposed to make it so flavorful. Fat brings flavor, right? It adds richness to it. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Willing and obedience. God requires our obedience and our trust. If I can trust him in my life, he says, if I'll be willing and obedient, I'll have the good of the land. Well, pray this prayer uh, with me, if you would, and believe it in your heart. As you pray it, believe it in your heart and know that God is for you, not against you, and he's working on your behalf. Let's pray this along together. As I give in today's offering, I commit myself to be a student in the word of God. I will obey his word and put it into practice. I choose to honor his word above my thoughts, desires, or arguments. God deserves my respect and obedience. I give today willingly and obediently in Jesus' name, amen. Two ways that you can give, you can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can click on the give link. It's fast, it's safe, it's secure. You can also mail in uh, your tither offering and our address is the Hills Church P.O. Box 661419, Arcadia, California, 91066. And we thank you for your support uh, for the ministry through the Hills Church in Arcadia. Hey, um, for those of you that have been joining us week after week and weren't able to attend our open house that we did last night, which, uh, I'm sorry, Friday night, Um, we actually did a quick tour of the campus and posted that video on our Facebook and our YouTube uh, channel. So I encourage you to go there. It's about a five-minute video. It's kind of a quick run-through of the facility and upgrades. We were actually, the fire started back up, and so I referred to it as the California snow. 
But that's up there. You can kind of get a little sneak peek. And even if you're not in our area or in a different state, we just wanted to do that so that you felt like you were a part. And uh, it's an honor that you would allow us to come in, whether it's your home or your phone or your bus ride or your train ride or you're hiding out somewhere in your backyard to get the word of God in you. Because I want to encourage you today, as we've been reading in this scripture, bookend by the Apostle Paul And the Lord Jesus wants us all to know that we're more than conquerors through him. Don't look at a trouble this week as an obstacle. Don't be overwhelmed starting your Monday. Know that you are more than a conqueror. Jesus is praying for you. He's for you. We're praying for you. And the Lord bless you. And before we go, as we do each week, the reason we are the Hills Church is because of this verse. And I want to read it. We'll close. Psalm 121. One and two out of the New Century Version. I look up to the hills, but where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The Lord bless you. Have a great day and have a great week. Be more than a conqueror.